Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the news commentary podcast where the boys and I crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your publican, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Ash, Dan, and Tom. Guys, how are we going today? Tom, we'll start with you. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Not a great deal. Um, you know, things are going well. We we move house in about three days. So that's probably the biggest thing on my horizon. But um, other than that, not a great deal, you know, just, just working. Back at work now after holidays and isolation and just back to the good life. Whereabouts are you living now? What's your full address, including postcode and state? Um, it is 74 Your Mum's House, <laughs> South End. Why do so many people live there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise South End really needed a gigantic dormitory accommodation, but here we are. Yeah, this, this donger is actually in South End. <laughs> this donger. <laughs> Every now and again, I call past there too. She's really hosti- hospitable. <laughs> <laughs> we almost said hostile. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there were some times. Would- I think She's she would really be if she ever heard this podcast. Every homestay comes with a free punch to the face. <laughs> Welcome, dickhead. Here you are. Bam. Right One, in two, the head. good night. I'm going to vote that five stars on Airbnb. That was great. <laughs> you will rate me five stars or I will knock you out again. <laughs> no, she's not on Airbnb. It's just Facebook Marketplace. It's <laughs> <laughs> in a buy swap sell page. Stay away from her bins. Hmm. Yeah, we learnt that last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this da- is something I'm not aware of. <laughs> uh, Dan, how are you going, my friend? Yeah, quite good, quite good. A uh, bit of a quieter week, which is nice. Looking forward to doing a whole lot of not much over the coming week in Easter. And yeah, yeah I forgot. Pretty quiet, I for- quiet week for me. I forgot it was Easter next weekend. That's pretty exciting. Any any plans going on any uh, chocolate egg hunts? Uh I'm going to go into hibernation for four days. Sounds awesome. I, I dare say Tom will be with young kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have this fun game that we play every year, chocolate or plastic explosives. And it's just <laughs> basically the same premise as an egg hunt, but it's a little bit spicier, a little bit more danger. Oh, yeah. No, like the, the trick co- is they're all plastic explosives. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's right. <laughs> I dare say Ash will be there since kids are involved. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get this podcast canceled. Is it just going to become podcast canon that I have a thing for kids? <laughs> well, no, we better not because that's awful. That's, that, that's damaging to kids all around Australia. <laughs> you should see the ones I get a hold of. <laughs> oh, no. I'll have it known to everybody that listens that I actually don't like kids at all. Mm. That's the I joke. That's the joke. There's no, there's no pedophilia joke here. It's just very much Ash. It's just like, I don't want to be around a kid. Yeah. That's pretty right. much it. Mm. He punched Drew's new baby <laughs> the first time he saw him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Man down. What have you... What's happened? I don't know. All the recording down the bottom just dropped as well. Yeah. And I can hear... Um, feedback from somewhere. Feedback from somewhere. Yeah. Might be Dan's, was it? Yeah. I need a new microphone. <laughs> No, no, oh. it's, all, it's, it's all good, boys. I'm, I'm still backing it up on my other stuff, so let, let's keep going. He's <laughs> got a little bit more editing to do. Yeah. Well. Gerard Butler Band. Or maybe it's just behind the scenes. It's just how it works here at the bar. <laughs> Anything can happen. There can be Big Terry coming in who's been on ice and wants to start a fight. And <laughs> I think that's what happened on Zencaster. Just uh, <laughs> Barry wanted a fight when he was, was on drugs. tough, Terry. I think that as soon as the barman heard me talking about diving through a small door crack to punch a baby, he was like, this guy needs to be cut off. Yeah. You know what? That could very well be the case. <laughs> Who knows? Revoke his seniors card. Send him home. Mm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's try and you know correct their waves, Ash. How are you going, my friend? Let's redeem ourselves. <laughs> Well, I've been doing, my work's gotten even busier. They've made me leading hand, which I think I said last time. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm still doing it, which I didn't think I was going to be. (laughs) And I am. And it's it's very, very busy, which is why I was late to this recording. Not that anybody listening would know that, but I was. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, I don't have any furfies prepared because I didn't have time. I've been a very busy boy. Mm. So h- how long were you meant to be sort of heading things up? Uh, well, it's ongoing. <laughs> We mm-hmm. don't have anybody to do it at the moment. Yeah. I didn't think I was the person to fill fill in, considering I don't even work for the company. I'm a contractor. It's it's just a pretty odd situation that I'm in, but... Hmm. Oh, well. The work's easy. It's busy, but it's easy. Mm. Is that just so, because, like, COVID held some people up and uh, whatever? People or? have left. COVID are stopping them from finding new staff. It's like it's a massive chain of events that have led to this situation. Yeah. Oh, well, they'll put you in a pretty good place to be like, all right, well, you need me, pay me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope it's working out well for you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting paid decently, decently enough, as you'd fucking want to be, being mm-hmm. in Mikathara. Or oh, here's a fun story, mm-hmm. being in Mikathara. T- <laughs> two of our, um, our site utes got stolen last night. <laughs> oh, and what shipping container did you put them in? we've already made jokes about it being an inside job but no people from mikathara broke into site and took our utes and it's a 24-hour site so there were there were people on site they just Mm. walked in got in them and drove away and no one noticed there are i bet you they were carrying clipboards because no one ever questions anyone clipboards Clipboards and a high-vis vest (laughs) oh here's danger (laughs) is that patrick dangerfield um, What's yes. Patrick Dangerfield doing it in is. South Australia? He is Patrick Dangerfield. Oh, there <laughs> say he is. Hello, Patrick Dangerfield. Can you say hello up here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to say hello. <laughs> I waved, which doesn't really work in audio media. You say hello, <laughs> uh, older Patrick Dangerfield. You've just been in a time warp. You want to say hello? Wow, he grew up quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what are you jumper. feeding them? They're growing up right before our eyes. I'm feeding them this the younger Patrick Dangerfield so it like boosts their <laughs> DNA. Oh, good idea. Yeah. It saves a whole heap on like mess as well. Mm. And like a whole lot on um trade papers. Yeah. When they eventually want to go to Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> now, um I I'm fairly certain you had some more big news. Are you planning on going overseas sometime soon? Oh, yeah. I honestly had forgotten about that. <laughs> I've just casually forgotten about my big European trip. It's not a big European trip. I'm going to England. Um in... via Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I just really want some oil. Um... <laughs> you and Biden. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to the Ukraine. Freedom fighter. He's going going to punch Putin in the face. I'm going to England for a couple of festivals, but they're both like the one's on the 3rd of June and one is on the 23rd. Mm. So they're far enough apart that I'm going to be there for like a month, but I'm going to a few shows in between. Uh, The second festival, as well, is actually in the Netherlands. So I'll do a little bit of traveling. I'll be in London for. The festival. I fly there on like the 29th of May. The festival's on the 3rd. And then there's a couple of shows after that. One's on like the 5th, and I think one's on the 10th. And then I'll fill in the time however I see fit in between. Yeah, sounds good. I've also never been overseas before. So I'm going to, I was thinking about like making like a. I don't know what you'd call it, like a video journal of me, like a travel a vlog. <laughs> yeah, like a vlog, even of me, like working it all out and having no idea what I'm doing and probably getting arrested at the border at customs. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to watch because that. Because yeah. I have no idea how any of this works, and it's going to be me figuring it out in like live time. Yeah. So I think mm. that I think that has the potential to be pretty funny. Yeah. Where I- where can we um where can we send money? Is there like a GoFundMe page? So uh, can you can go pro. So I'll post the link <laughs> where you guys can <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll um yeah, I'll post a GoFundMe link where you guys can post my bail when I am arrested. <laughs> nah, we, we, bail, we won't help with that, mate. Um, you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you appear on border security in England? Like, what are you going to smuggle in your suitcase to get, get on in English TV? I will ring Dan Andrews, not Dan Andrews, uh, <laughs> Mark McGowan, because he is the border security specialist. <laughs> bring some Vaso as well. <laughs> make everything so much easier for him. 
It'll yeah. make it easier for me. <laughs> so what a... I'll be stopping them at the books. <laughs> what bands are you looking forward to seeing over there? Oh, there's a lot. Mm. The Vanga Boys. Um, just like three. Pick three for the, the sake of the... Electric Cowboy, formerly Eskimo Cowboy. Mm. Um, the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, and yeah. if I had to pick one more out of this big list, Hot Milk. Oh, oh yes, awesome. I, I like them. Yeah. Very oh, they're cool. really good, aren't they? Yeah. I love them. Oh, that's awesome, man. Like, they just I, released a new song. I, th- I think that came up on my Apple Music at one stage. I think. Yeah, I discovered <laughs> I them on know. my. I found them on my Discover Weekly on Spotify. I try to listen to it every week because I occasionally I get mm. golden finds mm, like that. Some gems. Yeah. I find, like, you know, when I'm at work, like, crutching, I've got. Uh, like heavy music listening. So my my music discovery is just like all screamo. But I'm like, all right, I need to, I put on like a, a country playlist or something just to like to go to sleep one night. <laughs> then next week it's all country music. I'm like, come on, give me some <laughs> give me some variety. <laughs> I don't need all just the one genre all the time. Especially Slim Dusty, just- Tchaikovsky, Megadeth, <laughs> have a beer with Drew. <laughs> I, I had this weird discover weekly at the moment. I had this weird uh realization recently at work actually. Country music's not that bad. <laughs> That's good. I used to just assume that I hated it because everyone does. And then one of the guys at work was list- putting on a country playlist. So I didn't like every song, but some of the songs that played, I was like, this song is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, they got a lot of good tunes to them. Um, it's good sometimes too. Like, you, you know, you're listening to pop music and it's like, you know, the, the guys singing about loving the girl and all that. But you listen to country music. It's like, oh, it's a, they're singing about um, liking girls as well, or boys, or whoever's singing about it. But uh, they're on they're they're in a pickup truck instead. This is a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> they're singing about liking somebody, but they also actually mean it. Yeah. <laughs> a cold beer, a cold beer in a pickup truck. Bo, Bo Burnham, I know, yep. I know what you're referencing. Yep. I love a that simple song. adjective. Rattle down, simple <laughs> If you guys yeah. haven't seen Bo Burnham's Make Happy special on Netflix, oh, I say- highly recommend it. Pretty much all of Bo Burnham's specials. I mean, I think Inside is an absolute masterpiece. So, I I do too, but I personally actually prefer Make Happy mm. because it makes you happy, whereas Inside just crushes your soul and dreams. Well, it does a bit of both, but yeah, Inside <laughs> definitely does crush your souls and dreams. We watched that when we were in lockdown in Melbourne too. So we were all not sure what we're meant to laugh at and meant to be like, ooh. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it. The last special I watched were the Oscars where um, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. That was the last comedy I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Did it win the Oscar for best comedy? Uh, he won the Oscar for not being allowed there for the next 10 years. Mm. Congratulations. I think, I think my microphone just cut out again. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear through like your laptop. Yeah. yeah. Very poorly. Very poorly. Just, uh, I know they're... you're the leading hand, but stop fingering your microphone. Yeah. you got to <laughs> slow. Is that better? Yeah, that's better, that... man. You're back. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, this is clearly I need the to technical like difficulty lean special. forwards so the microphone can hear me well, but not forwards enough that I accidentally bump the cable. See, boys, look at this. Ash, he's in the mines. He's earning the coin. Can't buy a fucking cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, just save me. it all for that England trip. <laughs> just spend it all on cocaine. Oh, and, and then stealing? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm, most of it. <laughs> just yeah, just at least half. <laughs> just a grand here and there, you know, a bit of a bit of a <laughs> here and there. Nothing too much. Don't want to get too excessive. You got to wean yourself onto it. You're like a, a young, <laughs> a young calf being weaned off of milk. You know, you get a little bit here and there. I'm, I'm weaning myself on, not off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, however, that weaning on works, but that is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, the reverse wean. Everyone. No, I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm I'm going to do whatever the opposite of cold turkey is, where I'm going to just not do it, and then I'm just going to do it all the time, all day, every day. <laughs> just hot turkey, warm chicken. <laughs> Oh, this is completely unrelated to everything we were just talking about, but hot turkey reminded me. There's an alarm that goes off in our workshop every now and then, and there's like three lights on this board. It's the kid alarm. 
<laughs> and whichever one of those lights comes on tells you what the alarm's coming on for. And one of them has gone off like three or four times since I've been there. And you can like, you just mute the alarm and tell mm. the office people that it's going off. None of the other ones have gone off, but this one has like three or four times. <laughs> and the alarm is for turkey nest. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's when turkeys are nesting in the are... roof and your like, alarm have, goes off. Have the... Have the turkeys escaped? Like, <laughs> the, the turkeys are about, free. The turkeys are going to swarm. <laughs> Little did you know. stop them. The great turkey war. <laughs> That's actually the alarm for two of the work utes being stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, it didn't go off last night. <laughs> Maybe it's someone watching Chicken Run and it's just triggering the alarm. <laughs> You're like, no, this alarm's not wired up properly. It's going off for chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, how, how was your um, week in Melbourne? Like, you, you went out to a couple of concerts and that. Like, I did. How was that? No that- masks. Full capacity gigs with no masks. What a time to be alive. I've probably got COVID, but it was worth it. Yeah, did you have any cough or niggle or anything nah, like that? No, I feel fine. No symptoms at all. It, you, everybody signs it. Well, presumably everybody signs in. I did. <laughs> and yeah, no, it was just great fun. I went and saw Pride Lands, who are mm-hmm. uh, a few of you would know some of the members from that band. They're from Millicent yep. Mount Gambia area. Mm-hmm. They a lovely put on bunch an of lads. Excellent show at the North Pit Social Club. I've seen them live probably about seven or eight times now, and they're just unreal every time. They're they're an incredible band. They uh, played Unify this year. They just got put on the lineup because they had been on it previously, but they won the Triple J unearthed competition to open it the mm. second day of the festival this time they got on the lineup off their own backs and so that's their new album very good that's awesome. white bands is out available to buy yes. on, in all Which, good stores and they did not pay very for good <laughs> they didn't at all they have no idea i'm talking about this and they'll probably never hear it <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely won't <laughs> unless you clip it and send it to them <laughs> No, then they'll be like, this cunt wants free stuff. <laughs> you just want a habini, don't you? <laughs> yes. Habinis. <laughs> Ash, no, get off those coattails, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Mason or Josh or someone can send you a beanie. No, I don't even know if they have beanies, to be honest. Have. I've got some of their merch already. you got to support them. Which I paid for myself. Thanks, Pride Lance. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember if I got a shirt that night that I went out with you because we ended up really, really drunk when we went watching. Yeah, we've done that a few times. <laughs> probably left it on his bedroom floor that night, honestly. <laughs> yeah, probably. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've you only sleep used... in the same bed. <laughs> That's oh, fine. Yeah. Something wrong with sleeping in the same bed. Oh, Initiate shit. the fan art. <laughs> Just all two fans. <laughs> just Araby feverishly sketching away. <laughs> no, well, two fans. I thought it was just going to be me and Dan drawing pictures oh. of you two. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> nah, that, that, that sounds awesome. Like, yeah, you've got a pretty awesome next couple of months, man. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, my next break as well. I don't mean to rub it in, but my next break, uh, there's a music festival happening in Bastleton, which is a bit south of Perth called Out of the Woods. And I'm very much looking forward to that. It's a two-day festival. We're down there Friday to Sunday. It's going to be very, very good. Grinspoon are one of the headliners, and I love Grinspoon. That is a hard act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I hate myself, but I will say. But Tom, yeah, you're such well a fine-looking well fellow. Oh, wee. <laughs> Now, there's some oh. other really good artists on the lineup as well, but I'm personally most excited for Grinspoon. Yeah, they're just, they think they're all champions. <laughs> I've got no idea when I'll get to another festival because I, the last one I went to was like in 2015 or something. Um, it was Soundwave in Adelaide. Oh, Soundwave. Well, no, we went to all time favorite festival. We went to the uh, one night stand in Lucendale that one year where. Oh, did I you guys to- go to that? I was True. also at that. I think we've had this conversation before. It. We're like, oh, yeah, I was I there. Think we have. <laughs> yeah, well, there. That was like. very good too. Well, I spent. I missed all of Ocean Alley trying to line up for the merch stand, but I was also not that fussed because I was. I was there. Oh, more Ocean Alley play every festival. What merch? What merch were you after then? I just bought like a hat and a shirt. Oh well, you could have been a groupie and got one for free. 
<laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, Brightlands are on that lineup, man. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, anyways, I think it's time to crack a few Furbies. I think you're right, Dan. Who wants to jump in first? So Ash is just basically here to be like, you know, loading bastard. No, he's just like, oh yeah, I know, yeah. I, I know this, sir. I know this story, so I'll just sit back and <laughs> let, hey, uh, work to be it fair, out. I haven't done that in a while. You haven't been on here in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I had one week off. <laughs> That's a good thing. Like Ash is a bit busier now. He's not just uh, checking That's out right. the news every lunch break. Uh, He's busy uh, <laughs> organising tax returns and stealing <laughs> work utes and leading with his hand. Oh. <laughs> oh. <That laughs> sounds like a very strange innuendo. Anyways, what moving right along. But- I'm happy to go first. <laughs> All right, Dan can go first since he's... Uh, one of those gritty little two shoes you <laughs> you would find at school, but I'll go first. It's okay, Dan. He's that guy at the end when everybody's at, like the class has ended, everybody's leaving. He's like, "Oh, teacher, do we have any homework?" Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's screw you guys. I'm going to go last now. <laughs> uh, all right, who's more confident out of me or uh, Tom? I'm going to say what? neither of us. I'm actually confident this week. Oh, let's go for it, Tom. Ooh. I said that last week, but I had crumbled pretty hard, but. <laughs> Get ready. The one week I'm not here is the week Tom crumbles. Oh, <laughs> and it was bad. He did, he did a Drew Agnew crumble. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, uh. <laughs> did he ad lib the story like you did that time? <laughs> his, um, his story was about a. Um, a 2D a, printer. Yeah. I uh, got. <laughs> Was it a for three- removing the third so dimension? What, you mean a regular printer? <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, I do. Ash, his story was a three D printing company moving towards a two D printing company, but <laughs> he, he 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 pretty much butchered the story. But it turns out the whole story was already made for him because it was an April Fool's jo- uh, joke by said company. Yeah. <laughs> They did it much better than I did, and I had time to think about it, and I did it worse. But that's that's the thing. Like with with stuff like that, you if, could if just copy and paste. If there's already, already furfies written. out there, there's no rule to say that we have to particularly make them up either. This is true. That is true. If that's the way you want to yeah, go about it, I guess you can. Like, well, there was a few April Fool's jokes for like reveals of stuff. Mm. The evolution. Maybe I'll of the save furfie. one. Mm. All right. I'll give you my headlines thick and fast. Oh, fuck. See if you can oh, pick the theme here, guys. That's how I like it. All right. First headline is $8 million embarrassment. Second headline is woman wins $10 million after accidentally pushing the wrong button on lottery machine. Oh, good job. And the third and final story is a veteran won $4 million lottery prize using the numbers from a fortune cookie. Ooh, the old winning Ooh. theme, eh? I think we definitely need more details on story one because there's no details there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a clickbait article. <laughs> Thanks, BuzzFeed. <laughs> uh, Number four wash- will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Number five was pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Washington man Martin Schwartz has been left humiliated when going to uh, check his scratch-and-win ticket at his local store. After excitedly revealing an almost perfect panel and rushing down to the B&K convenience store store and smoke shop, he was greeted by the clerk with heartbreaking news. The ticket itself is a prank. The like that has seen a rise in recent years, it can be bought online, Mr. Schwartz, left in disbelief, begin, uh, began to make a scene within the store, prompting other customers to call local, local authorities to break up the disturbance. So, essentially, the man had been given a scratchy's ticket by his partner, and she didn't tell him that it was a fake. So, <sighs> after he scratched it, he's gone down to the store that he knows they usually get their scratchies from, only to find out that it was fake. And he uh, cracked a wobbly. Mm. That's a, that's the stitch up of a lifetime. That's for sure. Could you imagine <laughs> the is... range of emotions you'd go through? Just like holy shit! And you go down there, and you're just like you the th- biggest con artist. Everyone's like, "What the it fuck, mate?" Probably went to a mine site and stole a ute. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I stole both of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The second story is 
When a stranger bumps into you, you might get an apology. But Liquidra Edwards got $10 million. Uh, last November, Edwards had just put on a $40, $40 into a lottery ticket vending machine at a supermarket in Los Angeles when some rude person <laughs> causing her to accidentally push the wrong number on the machine. He just bumped into me and didn't say a thing and walked out the door, Edwards said. A veteran won... Nope, never mind. That's part of the next story. <laughs> <laughs> You just go the on. Crumbling <laughs> begins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's it. That's all I have for that. And the next story underneath is a veteran won four million dollars lottery prize using the numbers from a fortune cookie. A North Carolina veteran turned restaurant meal into a mega millions jackpot after he used the numbers from his fortune cookie to win a four million dollar prize. Gabriel Fierro and his wife ate at Red Bull Asian Bistro in Charlotte uh, one, about once a week. According to the uh, NC Education Lottery, last week, however, their cookies were extra fortunate. Fierro said he decided on a whim to play his fortune cookie numbers in last Tuesday's drawing and ended up with the largest win in the history of online play in the state. As the lottery explained in a blog post, Fiero bought his ticket using online play and added a dollar to make it a mega player ticket, which would multiply any win. He matched all five white balls to win one million, which quadrupled to four million when the four times mega player hit. Fiero initially couldn't believe his own luck. For a second there, I think you said the first veteran turned restaurant meal. Like, that's a quite a bit of a change in career. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I I also just want to point out that once a week is a lot like very frequently to be eating at the same place. I don't doubt that he does, but people I mean, do that and it baffled me. You gotta shame him. <laughs> at a certain time of your life you just give up and you're like, Well, I eat somewhere I, I know else. The, Try something new. <laughs> I know the schnitzels here aren't burnt, so I'm just going to go here once a week. Yeah, by the How time you get that age, teach you this lesson, old man. <laughs> by the time you get that age, you just you know what you like. You know, just it's true. Just keep well, it. Maybe it is just some really, people like really kids. Good. Yeah, and some people. <laughs> some do. people don't. Like I like kids. That's why I had one. Same. So yeah. I had two. Yeah, I don't like. Them I hate much. kids. I've got six. <laughs> <laughs> All with different mothers, eh? Yeah. You leave Brandy out of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we can leave Brandy out, but what about um, Sapphire? Ooh. No, she's she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sapphire's lovely. She's doing really well at the moment. Don't All right. Saf, just got her PhD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for her. Back, back to the stories, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm just going to stab. That's all I can do. Because I have no idea. I'm going to go with the middle one just because you blundered on the okay. telling. You fed into the next story. That's the only reason I'm choosing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, yeah. what was the name of the the lady in story number two? Lequidra Edwards. I think. I'm trying not to butcher that. It's L-A-Q-U-E-D-R-A. Mm, this could be a double bluff, but... I feel like that's a ridic- you've just made up a really ridiculous name to throw us off the scent. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. You'll never Sorry, know. Was, was story number two the one uh, where they hit the wrong number? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, that could happen, but I don't know. They're, 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 they're all pretty, like, you know, unrealistic, very, very lucky yeah, if uh, any of them were to happen. Well, the, the, the prank one isn't really... Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But I'm yeah. sure that sounds very possible because I know that those fake scratchies are real things. Yeah, I'm going to look in number two as well. Two dose. Mm. What should I do? Oh, I'm a bit I'm a bit excited. I can You're I could be a free the, agent. I could be the I could be the loser Drew. or the the one that turns the tide here. I'm a bit excited actually, boys. Drew's get Drew's Ooh. getting hot in his britches. Yeah, I am. Look, I want to go <laughs> oh, story number 2 as well, but running down that temple. Look, I don't his see slacks are tightening. <laughs> They're always tight. 
<laughs> look, I'm like I'm looking at Tom. I'm not seeing any beating sweat appearing on his forehead just yet. His cheeks are still, you know, not that Rosie. red. So I'm not quite sure. He's he's pulling his he's pulling his weight here, boys. Um, I'm gonna go story number two as well, just so I don't stall for time. I actually don't know. <laughs> story number right. two, just to you know, I'm. I'm never one to pick my own destiny. Just always one following, tagging <laughs> behind others. You know, just like the the old the old donkey at the back of the horses. You know, just the old donkey following Shrek. Yep, just hey Shrek, oh, I love you, man. Oh, why do you love me, Shrek? Uh, well, I can what tell you. <laughs> I couldn't have picked a voice that sounded less like Donkey than the one that you just did. I bet you could. Are you not I saying mean, like, could, my, my but... Donkey impression was spot on? Eddie Murphy was just like, oh, 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 oh Shrek. Oh, Shrek. <laughs> the, oh, uh, the Furphy was the $8 million embarrassment. The fake scratchy. Oh, I just saw the other two and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw in a fake scratchy ticket and see what happens. Beautiful work, you know Tom. Laquidra La- La- and Edwards or Laquidra Andrews, whatever your name is, if you're listening, I'm sorry for saying your name is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> Find her on Facebook and just clip this and send it to her. <laughs> is that is that promotion for the podcast or just bullying? <laughs> <laughs> is this $10 million winning Laquija Edwards? you got a dumb name, lady. <laughs> She's like, I know. I know. <laughs> Why do you think I use three mil to change my name? <laughs> no, First, yeah, that's, first that's stop on the way home, deed poll. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, boys, uh, her name's fine. Just leave her alone. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. I won't have any of that stuff in uh, this podcast. That's enough. This- it's All right. a family podcast, boys. It is. I'm sure she's a nice lady. I'm sick of it. Tom. Is it? I'm asha- <laughs> Ash, I'm ashamed of you and even bringing it up. All right, my friend? <laughs> what, what did I bring up? Look, you're, you're the only one that did. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tom just whips off the beanie. He's getting hot after that Ooh, story. getting hot in here. I don't blame him. I'm a bit hot as well. The, the beads of sweat are beginning to fall. <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done. Yeah, no, he's just, he's had a clean sweep. Yeah, I should have gone something different, boys. I was I was the donkey. I was Shrek's donkey. I shouldn't have been. <laughs> I should have been Lord Farquaad trying to really take Fiona out of Shrek's hands. Yeah. <laughs> you got fooled by that really nice boulder that I placed over there. Yeah, it was a oh, nice boulder. It was a nice boulder. Oh, look, Shrek. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, can, can you please read out your furfies in a donkey voice? Who let Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, If you Tom, if you want to, um, you know, do, do, do like an interview that really gains traction. I'll just do an Eddie Murphy impression. You like just interview Eddie Murphy. What what would you ask Eddie Murphy right now if he was right here? Um, what's up what, with them teeth? What do you think of Drew's impression of you of your voice? Well, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I love how how fast this podcast breaks down when all four of us are here. It's fun. It just devolves. We're having fun. We are. Leave I us alone. Eddie Murphy a question. We don't have. <laughs> Go for it, Ash. Ask Eddie Murphy a question. <laughs> Why aren't you funny anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. Are you just going to take that, Eddie? Oh, damn, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Scooby Doo. <laughs> Ruh-oh. Look, I got. Oh no, Shaggy! I got to work on it. Sorry, boys. I'll let you all down. <laughs> all right, let's jump into my story. Since uh, Dan has just really rebelled against the system, he's going last. He's not the goody two shoes we fight, all know him to be. F- fuck you, teacher. Oh, all right. He's he's, he's now wagging class. <laughs> I'm smoking cigarettes behind the bike shed. All right. Yeah, he's just choking. <laughs> he's choking on uh, rollies without filters behind the, the bike shed. <laughs> White Ox, no filter, hey? Yeah, no. Uh, you know what? Screw math class. I'm going to go down to the server and get myself a boss dog and a Coke, all right? <laughs> no, not a Coke. Get a like a, a Monster Energy drink. That's what the... <laughs> then like, yeah. stick the sticker on the teacher's car. <laughs> Change, <laughs> Change some, your name to Kyle. Put some fear into the plasterboard around you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whip some wet toilet paper at the walls. <laughs> oh, God. Kids are so stupid. <laughs> 
Right. Well, uh, uh, so just so the listeners know, Tom is now taking his shirt off. Well, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's left the bar and he's going to the toilet for a bit. Oh, that was a quick piss, Tom. Yeah, mate. <laughs> it's not far to aim when you're hitting, for, you're hitting your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was I literally going to say basically the exact same thing. I was going to say you put a dent in the urinal it was that quick, but I guess, you know, that's a way about going for it as well. All right, let's jump into my stories, boys. So story number one. Uh, sheep uh, feed grain recalled over chemical mismanagement. Story yeah, number good. two: Kinder chocolate egg recall broadens over salmonella fears. And story number three: I'm looking at Ash's face, which no one can see, but it's uh, delicious. And story number, <laughs> I could hear I could hear static coming through. I thought it was Ash breathing. <laughs> Anyway, story number three, urgent recall of popular dairy milk alternatives sold at Coles nationwide. So my uh, my little theme here is food recalls. Don't call us, we'll recall you. I know one of these stories. Oh, come down there. Yeah, I also know one of these stories. <laughs> I also know one of these stories. Oh, what have I Do done? Do we all know the same story? It's a 50-50. Well, it's a 50-50, 50-50, 50-50. <laughs> Oh, I mean, or a, or a, a 33, 33, 33. It's a 70-30 split. It's a 7-10 split. I can't believe Otto got that. That's I a 7-10 split. more of a 70 split. split. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm starting to sweat beads here, guys. All right. So, Whatever the way, he's a very furfy bastard. He's a very, <laughs> very furfy man. So how do, we're not going to be able to work out which stories that we all know without spoiling it for other people if they're not the same one. So we're just going to have to guess. Yeah, this is going to be one discussion. of those Spider-Man situations. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the real Spider-Man? No, I'm fake. All right. Well, who's going to stab first? Oh, I want to hear some dates. I would love to hear the oh, dates. Oh, yeah, of course. There are details. Yeah, I do. So I've got them in dot points here. Because, you know, why not? I got rid of all the fluff from each one. Mm. So here we are. So sheep feed grain recalled over chemical mismanagement. Family-run feed milling business East Coat Viners blamed for poison contamination in lamb products due to mismanagement of their chemical bromad... Oh, bring it up here. It's a bit small. (laughs) Uh, Hello, little buddy. (laughs) Uh... Uh, lamb Very products creepy for audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's son just popped up on camera. Yes, that is that was a bit creepy. Thank you for putting that down, Tom, Ash. <laughs> so I'll start again. Uh, family-run feed milling business East Coast Viners blamed for poison contamination in lamb products due to mismanagement of chemical bromad alone uh, used typically to kill rats and mice. The East Coast Viners supply feed grain to North... Uh, 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 Lancashire's largest feedlots, which supply the majority of Scotland's major supermarkets with lamb products. The feed grain was contaminated by rodents consuming the bait and dying in silos where the grain feed is stored. The Scottish business was publicly blamed uh, by the country's Prime Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, for the national lamb recall across large supermarket chains. While the dose of poison wasn't enough to kill the animal, it was concern enough for human consumption. So story number uh, two, Kinder chocolate egg recall broadens over salmonella fears. Ferrero Australia has broadened the number of Kinder products being recalled over fears of a potential salmonella contamination. Ferrero Australia said the products have been available for sale nationally at Coles, Woolworths, Target... Uh, Kmart, Big W, independent feed retailers including IGA and petrol stations and online. Um, The recall products are manufactured in uh, Belgium. Um, All other Ferrero products, including Kinder products, are manufactured in Italy. People are warned they may feel ill um, if the products are consumed. Quote, consumers should not eat this product and should return the products to the place of purchase for a full refund any consumers concerned about their health should seek medical advice. So no good. Ash would love some Kinder Buddy chocolate right now. Dose up a nut salmonella. No, oh, yeah. Right. 
Is this like throwback to that really, really old um, cannibal salmonella joke we had like right at the start of this podcast? Yep. Like that. That's um. That's the one to be with us from episode one to get that joke. So. <laughs> I think it was more like episode five or six, but it was a long time ago now. Someone can look it up. (laughs) Somebody go and listen to every single episode and tell us. (laughs) And uh, story number three, urgent recall of popular dairy milk alternative sold at Coles nationwide. Uh, A popular dairy-free milk alternative has been uh, pulled from Coles supermarket shelves after a major retailer released a batch which has been contaminated the one liter carton of coles organic unsweetened coconut milk with the best before date of march 31st 2023 has been recalled because uh because uh, it had a undetected presence of milk the product was for sale in coles supermarkets coles local and online in victoria as well as coles uh, lavington and Aubrey stores in New South Wales. Recall is due to the presence of undeclared allergen milk. So, yeah, they're my stories, boys. What are we thinking is the Furphy? Well, I don't mm. want to discuss which one I think is the one that I know because then that may tip off the other two. And I fucked with Dan last week. How dare you? <laughs> I don't think we've gotten past that yet. You fucked him hard too. Yeah. I, I missed it. I missed a lot of things last week, didn't I? <laughs> yep. Just yeah. that was really good, Ash. You know, when the episode is live, you should listen to it because Tom just gets down in the headlock dirty, and baby. chucks him off of a cliff. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I still haven't for, forgiven the bastard. <laughs> I gave him the squirrel tackle, went straight for the nuts, and I just squeezed him. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in your mouth. <laughs> And then I tried to get the almond milk out of him and realized that it was a different different kind of milk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's get back on track, but then I laughed too much at Tom's milk joke. It's a good joke. Don't blame me, mate. Speaking of milk um, jokes, is that the furphy? Mm. You know what? Mm. I'm going to go out there and say... It's number two. I'm just going to, that's my guess. I'm putting my foot forward first. My first foot forward first. My bestest first foot forward first for number two. I'm going to go with number one. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with number three. Oh, <laughs> oh we've fuck. got him cornered, boy. <laughs> you got me cornered, you <laughs> bastards. You bloody bastards. All right, so I can confirm. I need a, I need a little... Um, Drum roll. I need a drum roll on this thing. I do somewhere. I don't know. I'm not going to find it. Um, yeah, that was good enough. So I can confirm story number three was indeed the truth. I can confirm story number two was the truth. Oh. I can confirm story number one was buddy cracked. Congratulations, Ash. Well done. There was so the story one- that I knew... Was true was number two. Yes, uh-huh. that's also the one that I knew was true. Uh, and well, I knew the number three was correct. Oh, lucky you guys didn't talk. Holy shit, it would have got me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, went I with sort number, of assumed. I went with number three because I was like, you know what? That's Drew, Drew's a farmer. He's either double bluffing or it seems like the sort of story that would crop across yes, his news desk. So. Exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, is that a double bluff? Because if so, it is a good one. There was one. But I went with it anyway. There. That made me question it, and that was the fact that the uh, prime minister or whatever there blamed them for the outbreak. No prime minister would be like, "Yeah, we're at fault." Like, oh, un- unforeseen circumstances have bow dangled the whole grain industry. <laughs> for un- for, oh, the grain industry for unforeseen circumstances. I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I don't hold the grains, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually, like, did a little bit of research into this because, like, the businesses are, like, a real Scottish business. I actually had to look up who the Prime Minister of Scotland was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, every, everything's uh, real except for the whole story. The story. <laughs> <laughs> like that time that I um, looked up that Vietnamese snack company and all of you thought that that was fake because it was too close to another one or something like that. But it was a real company. <laughs> and you guessed my furphy on the back of that. Dan's rubbing off on you, Drew. Making you do the research and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know. It's a it's a disease. It's a slippery slope. Speaking speaking of Dan rubbing off. <laughs> we've got we've got we've got footage of you, Dan. <laughs> oh, I know you do. Yeah, because you sent, sent it, it to you. Yeah, exactly. It's consent. <laughs> and speaking of food recalls, it's time for my stories. Oh. Oh, Doritos bags will have five fewer chips in them thanks to inflation. This is an outrage. Yeah, this is bullshit. That's that's actually angered me. Story number two. American Pizzeria creates pickle, passion fruit, and peanut pizza. Oh. They just want the anaphylactics to die, essentially, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> What'd you say? You said pickle, peanut butter, and did you say pineapple? Passion fruit. Pickle, passion fruit, and peanut. See, like peanut could be all right, like satay. That'd be pretty wicked. Pickle, I don't know, but passion for it, absolutely not. And I then, love pickles, but <laughs> I definitely would never put them on a pizza. Same no. with passion fruit. Yeah, and no, passion fruit, it's a no-go. Where's your sense of adventure, boys? Fucking <laughs> not in my pizza taste. I'll, <laughs> not, I'll, I'll go not on a, a track. Not at motherfucking Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> if you and can't get it. If story it's, if, number three. Oh, sorry, Dan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Heston Blumenthal announces banana and bacon trifle in Waitrose partnership. That's got to be real. He's a weird dude. I know that name, but I honestly have no idea who that is. No, I don't uh, know. So we've gone from scientist. food recalls into actual food stories. He's a scientist turned chef that does like all these crazy like meals and things, and like cooks a whole pig, and then like when he cuts it open, the intestines fall out, but they're sausages, like that kind of weird stuff. Oh, right. And the sausages turn it's out okay. to actually be cake and <laughs> everything is cake. <laughs> Cut open a pig. It's just like, yeah, mushy cake, which is just Oh, gone. this fucking <laughs> real warm, moist, like dripping with moisture cake falls out because it's been inside a hot fucking cooked pig. <laughs> Delicious. Can't wait to try it. <laughs> All right. So story number one. <laughs> Gas prices are rising and chip numbers are falling. As a result of inflation, (laughs) bags of Doritos will now include five fewer chips. Fuck. The food and wine reports how Doritos is just the latest snack that has fallen victim to shrinkflation, an ever-pervasive phenomenon in which beloved foodstuffs are getting cut down due to, to size due to inflation. WTRF TV continues to report how the snack's parent company, Frito Lay, <coughs> confirmed this week how shrinkflation is for- forcing Doritos to shed five chips per bag. So, in the words of one representative, they can give people the same price so they can keep enjoying Doritos chips. The Daily Mail gives color to the phenomenon by explaining how inflation has hit 8%, the highest seen in decades in recent times. With other household household name brands such as Charmin, Bounting, Gatorade, and Crest grappling with spiking costs while keeping trying to keep prices at reasonable levels, these four companies have also shrunk down their product sizes in order to keep costs tame for consumers. With Crest now selling three point eight ounce toothpaste instead of four point one ounce tubes, and Charmin selling two hundred forty four two plus sheets of toilet paper roll instead of two hundred sixty four. News twelve Bronx. Explains how analysts estimate that Frito Lay will potentially save more than fifty million dollars by cutting down on the number of Dorito chips in each bag. Bags, by the way, will go from weighing nine point seven five ounces to nine point two five ounces. That is, that's the worst thing I've heard all week. <laughs> that's hard hitting. Absolutely disgusting. Speaking also, of absolutely anybody- disgusting. For anybody listening at home, I think Drew was broken at the start of that story. I was. <laughs> I had to mute myself. To composure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's no good, Dan. I hope that's the furphy because that's just... <laughs> that's this disgusting. is the Arnott's Bickies episode all over again. Oh, the Kingston. <laughs> oh, God, you got us good. I was devastated. so good. I went and bought a pack of... King, of not Kingston's, of Arnott's, like the mixed bag yep. on the way home after that. I, I I just I went straight for just voting with my wallet. I bought just just the Kingston's. I'm like, you know what? I, I, bought- I also bought just the Kingston's. So yeah. really, Arnott should be paying us. 
Arnott's and Pride Lands, <laughs> sponsored by Arnott's and Pride Lands. But we just we just have like a uh, interstitial ad in the middle, just being like, just the boys from Pride Lands, just like, hey, eating Arnott's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? Well, the most, but I'm not on tour. Just dicking, dipping some, <laughs> just, <laughs> some just some dicking some Kingstons. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. <laughs> what do you think, Mason? Hold oh, off. Dickens of Kingston's. <laughs> oh, I love Dickens of Kingston's. The thing I love to do most when I'm not singing about death and kicking people in the head is Dickens of Kingston's. <laughs> That's going to be uh, the next... <laughs> And, um, and welcome, welcome back to Short, Fast, Loud. Coming up, we have <laughs> Pride Lands with their new song, Dick and the Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Oreo made of cream, Dick and the Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, please. Next. Oh, my oh. God. End this, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, story number two. The pineapple on pizza debate has had a new challenger. Oh. And we think this one takes the cake for sure. Philadelphia pizza chain Balboa's has begun selling their prime pickled pizza, which comes with some interesting ingredients, all of them starting with the letter P. Oh, they're putting penis on it. (laughs) Post-Kingston penis. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. While we think everyone should be able to enjoy whatever flavor combinations they like, this is a bit too much for us. The prime pickled is topped with pickles, a drizzle of passion fruit and peanuts, alongside pepperoni, peppery pizza sauce, and parmesan cheese. Mm. Customer reaction has been predictably mixed. I'm open to new things, but this, this is not good, reported customer Aaron (laughs) O'Brien. The passion fruit is just too much. I'm pleasantly surprised by this. The passion fruit and the pickles give it a good tang that mixes well with the pizza sauce and the parmesan, said Brandon Harris. (laughs) The peanuts add a crunch as well. I'd order this slice again. I just like to imagine that like that thing where you said that guy said, I'm open to new things, but this is just not good. He's the same (laughs) guy from Tom's store who wouldn't venture out of that one restaurant every week. He just (laughs) won't try new things. It was the same restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, that's just what he loves. He loves those pizzas. Balboa's owner, Joe Marconi, said the prime pickled had been their top seller over the past three weeks. While there are more than a few customers asked us why we'd come up with such a pizza, most of the feedback we've gotten has been very positive, stated Marconi. Customers have told us they never thought pickles and passion fruit would work so well together, and on a pizza as well. Sales reflecting this have, have reflected this with the prime pickled outselling our regular number one, the Balboa Supreme. (laughs) Our daily investigator reporters were less enthusiastic about the pie. We thought it, though it was better than expected, that it was too experimental and it didn't work too well at all for our taste. If you want to drop in a Balboa's and try the slice for yourself, the pizzeria has outlets on Chestnut Street in the French Quarter, Setter Avenue in Cobbs Creek, and on North 22nd Street in Upper North Philadelphia. So if that was the top selling pizza, it's like that's, the top selling pizza, not because people like it. It's the top selling pizza for the same reason that so many people have seen Human Centipede. Morbid curiosity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not because they like it. It's shocking and they want to have an opinion on it. Yeah. And it's shock value. Yeah. And then Anyway, continue. Story to- number three. We love bacon and we love trifle, but we never actually considering considered combining the two. But don't worry, Heston Blumenthal has done it for us in the form of a banana and bacon trifle. Is Christmas dessert being sold exclusively on the shelves of Waitrose this year. The trifle comprises of a caramelized banana compote, rum-soaked chocolate sponge, salted caramel sauce, a creamy vanilla custard, smoky bacon-flavored cream, and then topped with bacon bits. And although we've never tried a bacon trifle before, we can confirm bacon does work in desserts. Just look at our tasty bacon brownie recipe. Waitrose has seen trifles sales rise 
34% year-on-year, proving the popularity of the retro dessert. But of course, Heston had to add his quirky twist to the classic dessert, admitting that he can't wait to hear about people's reactions upon tasting his creation. We have loved working with Heston to create a truly special trifle with a sense of humour. His range of products at Waitrose often works with classic dishes he loved as a child, and this trifle is no exception, says Aileen Wood, dessert buyer for Waitrose. The bacon twist works incredibly well with the rest of the ingredients and fits perfectly into Heston's innovative range of Christmas sweet treats. The trifle launches on Wednesday 30 November in a pack of two mini trifles for £3.99, with a large version, £12.99, available from December. And don't worry, if you're not brave enough to try those bacon bits on top, they come in a sachet so customers can add them themselves. Mm. So, Dan, just quickly, what was store number one again? Uh, Doritos having five less chips per bag. Yeah, the outrageous one. Disgusting. Hope that's, but of uh, course. They're, all, they're actually all pretty outrageous, Dan. You've, you, uh, I don't know. I'm offended. So I've got to admit, please apologize. <laughs> I very, very much could be shooting myself in both feet here, but I think I know which one's the furfy because I think I know that two of these are true. Mm. I think. As I oh. said, both feet, bullets, very possible. So so while he says he's been bi- very busy with extra work, he's really just been reading the news. Sounds like it. That's my extra work. Some, <laughs> someone's had like all the major newspapers just on his desk. And he's just been reading through them. Mm. He's he's the lead journalist for the Mekathara Times. That's what <laughs> it's what the turkey alarm is when there's a new newspaper <laughs> being printed. Somebody give me that turkey. Yeah, you got you got to uh, over the next week, Ash. Find out what the turkey alarm is actually for, and let us know. I have I have asked like four people, and all four of them have said, "You know, I've never known, and I've never thought to ask." It's funny because you're in charge, <laughs> so you've got no one to ask. <laughs> You have to ask like the CEO of um. No, the actually, I lie. One person said, "Yeah, that goes off when the turkey nest is full," and I was like, "What the fuck is the turkey nest?" But yeah, that's I don't know. No, I don't know. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys pick first because I think, think I know which one. It is. What are your thoughts, Drew? Um, I've got no idea, but this this is this is my rationale. Uh, look, a lot of these can be true. There's lots of uh, places experimenting with different types of pizza and foods, which is great. You know, that's how you discover brand new things and get new inventions and palettes sort of uh, acquired and all that. I appreciate that. But when it comes to like just like different fruit on your pizza, that's a no-no. Like, I don't know. I, I respect people that enjoy pineapple on their pizza. But personally, I don't like it that much, but that, that's fine. That's just uh, my, my choice. But when you go into passion fruit and stuff, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I don't like putting, you're making it into like an apple pie or something. That's just, it's not the go. <laughs> and yeah. look, I haven't, I haven't tried it myself, but um, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not in that. He says that now. I'm not in that part next of the time, world. Next time I'm coming down, I'm delivering you a supreme pizza with a dr- drizzle of passion fruit around the top. And pickles and peanuts. Mm. But that's the thing, Dan. Peanuts. You won't you won't be able to find a place around here that will make that. I mean, so, I'll make it. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You're going to have to make Problem it yourself. <laughs> but the thing is, like, are you going to be able to do that recipe justice? Are you going to be able to do that pizza? We shall see. How it's meant to be it. made. I don't think that pizza does itself justice. No, I don't think it does either. But if Dan is really clutching his clutching his pearls here, being like, oh, my God, Drew, you need to eat this pizza, which he never never said, but I'm just going with uh, with that. Yeah. But as I, c- I can believe the Doritos one. I really don't want it to be true, but they've been sort of putting more air in their chips and all that, and that's just that's just what companies do to meet their margins. For, for the saving $50 million as well. It's very plausible. Now, Heston has been known to bring out, like, shopping store lines of food of his. And the ingredients described seem very on par. Dan is grinning slightly right now, mm. so I don't know. I maybe, think he, I think he just stepped. I think he just stepped in a poo he did on the floor earlier. So he's like, oh, a bit cheeky. It feels nice between my toes. Yeah, yeah. Better throw that in the cold fission room at the back. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm. Your argument was very on point there, Drew. I'm going to go with two. Number two, I might go story. I might even go story number one. I just want it to be a furphy. 
I like Doritos. I don't want five or less in my packet. That's just that's not a world I want to live in. So just fingers crossed. Things fucking crossed, boys. Um, that's All that's right. the first. Uh, do you want to do right. this? So I I I will display my reasoning. I could be wrong, by the way. I do, I oh. don't definitely know these, but I'm almost certain that the Dorito story is mm. true. Yeah, no, I believe it. Um, actually. I believe it. It's fucked up. <laughs> I, I think I remember hit reading that somewhere. And number three, the Hester Blumenthal one. I don't really know who he is or anything. I recognize the name, but I think I remember reading that combination as a supermarket seller. Mm. And so I think that one's true as well. The pizza one, though, you if it is a furphy, you've written it really well using all of the correct yeah. lingo and stuff, which made yeah. me question it. But that I'm like, this is Dan. He would research this and know and do it right. Mm. Dan so knows. I, I think it's number two as well. Mm. I'm sorry to break your heart, Drew. Mm-hmm. The Furfy's number two. Well done, boys. Well done, boys. Look, I I get it. I get it. That was, you know, your your downfall was writing it too well. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> How dare that we, journalism degree like, pay off? Well, <laughs> the, th- the thing is with Dan uh, when it comes to these stories, he treats it as uh, like a creative writing session. Whereas Ash is like, oh fuck, uh, I'm on the bus home. What do I do? And <laughs> literally, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> saving all my furfies and putting them into a portfolio later. So, <laughs> <laughs> would well, you like to see it? <laughs> well, Ash, would you like to read about the most delicious pizza you'll ever try? Well, Dan, if you do that, you should actually have a little link to the podcast underneath it too. Hello, employer. Please, please listen to this <laughs> podcast. That will mean I won't get the job. <laughs> and probably land me in jail. <laughs> or at least people on the podcast with me. Just you, actually. Just with what Yeah, probably about. just me. <laughs> you, you really think passion fruit goes well with pickles and a pizza? Disgusting. Mm. I'm tempted to try that out now. I mean, if you if you made that, I would eat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. next time, if we remember, next time we're all in Millicent at the same time, which oh. God knows when. We could do a special of like all four of us eating this pizza. There's there's your Patreon goodness, <laughs> the prime pickled Patreon content, and we could we could all dick some Kingston's. <laughs> <laughs> so that and and there's your OnlyFans content. And we'll invite the Pridelands boys. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that ruin everyone's careers? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't ruin ours. We don't have one, so it's all good. <laughs> this is true. That's why I'm in Mikathara. <laughs> yeah, so they can't find you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. So that brings us to the end. But like every good South Park episode, what do we learn at the end of this episode? Personally, for me, I learned that you know. Kinder chocolate eggs, Ash loves them. Number one, because you crack them open, get a little surprise in there, a bunch of kids come run, running up. But you can also give it a little bit of a lick and get yourself some salmonella. It's two two birds, one stone as far as Ash is concerned. So that's what I learned. Also, just before this and because you've said it again and it's reminded me, when you say salmonella, are you saying Simonella? I don't know. Like the name Simon and then Ella. Simon Ella. <laughs> because that's what I'm hearing every time you say it. I don't know. I probably did. I probably misspoke or something. But yeah, I don't know. Sam and Ella. You got to listen back to the show to find out. <laughs> it's a fish named Ella. <laughs> Sam and Ellis. It's, isn't that the Rihanna song? Stand under my Salmonella. Ella. Ella. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I have switched. This okay, thing. so from this podcast, I have learned that I hate Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a given before this podcast started. Um, from this podcast, I haven't learned what the turkey alarm does. So, <laughs> no, none of us have. Um, what have I learned? That you yeah. that you won. You you tricked us all. You win today's uh, first. There's a first time for everything. And it's, it would be. I'm going out on top, boys. I'm just going to retire here. <laughs> it was good knowing you, Tom. It was good talking to you on the pod. Time, time to commit Sudoku. <laughs> mm, that's a bit sad. No, that number's nine. <laughs> just scribble myself out. <laughs> Why did I do Sudoku in pen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, boys. That brings us to the end of our little drinking session here at the bar. Thank you very much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to talk with you boys. It was nice to have a full a full bar once again. And, uh, you know, not with the, the town drunk Ash barging in last minute. It was good. <laughs> it was good fun. I um, got in before we started and my audio was still scuffed halfway through. Nah, it's all good. But uh, I guess just to clarify, we all love each other. Ash is not a pedophile. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like salmonella. I, I hate that we have to clarify that, but... <laughs> no. Well, you know, Zencaster, which we were doing an audio recording on, did kick us off, so... <laughs> Maybe they were listening. <laughs> Look, they might have been. I actually don't no, that, know, for real. That definitely... That, no, that happened, like, the literal second I knocked my microphone cable and it disconnected, so that was because of me. Say oh. what you want, the Pakistan Super League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they struck back. They're yeah, DDOS right. us. <laughs> it's a oh. conspiracy, man. I thought they were such nice boys too, but... <laughs> they love a pash. They love, love a cheeky tongue kiss. <laughs> well, don't we all, boys? Don't we all? <laughs> all right. right, guys. Excellent to see you and hear from you as always. Enjoy your weeks. Au revoir. You too, boys. Catch you later. Bye. Peace. Featuring Harlem Shake Drew. <laughs> Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, Help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.